So we have the third floor. We have 1906. There was an earthquake. I, I'm not sure how many people died. Probably six million, right? At least. At least six million. And Sarah Winchester, she was in this room, and the house shifted on its like, like foundations to where the door was clamped shut, and she was trapped in her door, like from from her door in her room for hours. She couldn't get out. She was, and, and the whole thing was the the mansion is so big that they had to kind of like go to every door to try to find her. So that was one. Like we went into that room and we saw uh, just how slanted everything was. And walking in it felt like walking in some kind of fun house. It, it it was pretty eerie in that way. You felt like I kind of felt like a ghost during certain parts of that of that tour, and it really scared me to feel that way about myself. So um, I'm talking about the Winchester Mystery House. Welcome to another week of Ghosts in the Scene. I'm your host, Gio, uh, just back from an independent investigation with my co-host, Rob. How's it going, Rob? It's going well. Uh, I just want to remind everyone out there, you know, and I've been talking with Gio with this as well. When you go to these high kind of paranormal activity places like the Winchester House or other places, just be really, be aware of your surroundings. Uh, you do slip in, in and out uh, between dimensions in these locations. So you have to be careful. Mm -hmm. um, be protected. Be safe. Uh, always have a buddy as well, as long as your buddy is not a ghost. Because if you don't have one, guess what? That's what's going to happen. That's right. Um, there was also mentions of a Casper in, in the building itself. So there was cold spots, but there was also kind of warm spots. Hmm. And it wasn't a particularly warm day either. So you'd go into certain rooms and it would be warm. And, and then you would walk in certain hallways and then you'd see other people on the opposite side in other rooms. And it could be a tour or it could be a room of ghosts. And we never had the chance to check and, and really verify. So I could have been in a, a room full of uh, all ghosts on, on the tour with me, right? And I wouldn't have even known because I didn't have a chance to to touch any of them, to ask any of them if they wanted to move on, anything like that. So, yeah, there could be ghosts pretty much anywhere you go, guys. So be yeah. careful when you're at Ralph's, um, you know, Vaughn's, any 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 stores. Ghosts love shopping for groceries. Especially, yes. And these all these locations, too. These are very popular tourist attractions, just not for us mortals, but they're also popular tourist attractions for ghosts. And that's, that's why right. there's so many ghosts there. It's because it's a popular spot. They love it. Mm -hmm. and, and this really kind of drives um, a point that I want to make. Now, this is about the ghost commerce. Okay, There is a certain sect, a, a group of people that like the macabre, the dark side of, of realities. People are, are kind of people. Okay, But I want to stress this. They are not scientific in their, in their studies and in their academia. They, they are not tactful. 
when it comes to talking about ghosts. So it's a lot of mumbo jumbo. But mm -hmm. we have an entire industry of people that will cater to ghost-friendly people, and, and they will show them around haunted houses. I just want to say that I went as a scientific individual, a professional, and I was completely prepared for what was thrown at me, all the ghosts. But I saw kids went on that tour. They didn't have any, any sunglasses on. They didn't have any scarves, no holy water, not a drop on them. And they were just let in there like cattle to a slaughterhouse. And so it's, it's almost like these industries, as much as they're feeding the interests of the people that want to go on the tours, it also is feeding the ghosts. The ghosts feed off of the fear, off of the energy, and we are vulnerable. People come there completely vulnerable. And that's just, I have to put my foot down. I went there and, and, I, and I did a whole speech outside of the tour once it was over. And I said, don't you know what you're doing? Don't you realize the amount of chaos that you're bringing into this world? And they asked me to leave and I kindly left. So I just want to say to everybody, if you're going to go out there, don't be like the children. Come prepared. Sunscreen, holy water in the sunscreen. So that way it's double protection. That's very important. But we have a lot more stuff to talk about. I know you did a small independent investigation yourself, Rob. You want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, this all is going to be about our main subject today. Uh, we've been doing some more investigations uh, into Johnny Depp, as promised, as demanded, really, by you, our listeners. We just get flooded with information every day about Johnny Depp, it seems. Uh, he has been really been on a tear this summer. Um, so I was doing some independent investigations that allowed me to the Castro Theater in San Francisco, um, a very haunted place, if you haven't been there. Uh, there, it is one of the largest ghost mag magnets in the country. It is a very old, old theater. It's built in 1927, uh, and then it fits a lot of ghosts. That's pretty much it. It's a place built to fit lots and lots of ghosts mm -hmm. um so when you go there be careful as well um i have a little recording i don't know if that's queued up here but if not we'll we'll be posting it later so you can hear my investigation directly mm -hmm. uh, and so you well, can all be we will be informed we'll be queuing it right now geo i am outside of the castro theater i am following Gio peroni he's here in san francisco i don't know why he looks very distraught, very pale. I'm going in to see more, and I'm leaving this message for you here today, right now, just in case. I'm not sure if I'm gonna. I'm not sure if I'm gonna come back from this one, Geo. Um, this theater is full of ghosts, and there are lots of hidden corners. But I feel compelled that I need to get to the bottom of this. We need to bring this to light we need to bring johnny to justice so i'm gonna go in and i hope to be speaking with you soon buddy and to all the community out there as well believe in you keep it strong everybody take care stay extreme be in that scene good night all right that sounded wow. great. you sounded great rob yeah you said, I, I could hear the terror in your voice that was something that was very apparent as soon as I heard you on that recording. Um, this, you just sounded very scared. Um, could you tell us what happened once you went into the Castro? 
Right. I mean, so I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, you know, as we heard, we were talking about uh, Gilles Marini. You might not know who he is, um, but you may know wh what he's packing. Because this guy is known, he's famous for showing his, his wiener on Sex and the City movie, his schlong, his ding-dong, his penis. The donger, yes. Is fully visible in the Sex and the City movie, launching him into stardom. And, you know, we'll go into this a little bit more, but in recent days, his career has been a little bit more fraught. And he's been a, kind of a troubled person. And I thought he could lead me to Johnny. Um, he's been kind of, he's kind of like a lamb, a little, a little baby lamb that mm -hmm. Johnny's been playing with, that he's been, Johnny's been kind of luring to his traps. So I thought if I could follow him, he just, I, and it was by complete happenstance that I saw him in San Francisco and he was heading to the Castro Theater. Wow. Uh, I know. So I decided to follow him inside and the theater is very dark at this moment. And I end up wandering and I get, and I get lost through the hallways of the theater. And I really, uh, I lose track of time. I lose track of myself. You know, the way that the theater is built, there's no windows. So, um, you know, it, I, when I came out, it seemed like days had passed since I came in, even though it only seemed like I was there for a few hours. Wow. Um, but, but I lost complete track. Of Gilles. It's uh, too cavernous in there. Uh, it's a place where people go in and they don't come back out. What kind of theater has no windows in the theater? How, how strange. Now, this is a place of, of complete paranormal activity, like you were saying. It houses ghosts. And the fact that they have no windows in the theaters to the outside, no natural light, it just emphasizes the fact that they have to use artificial light. It's spookier. Mm -hmm. It's it's more inviting to ghosts. Ghosts don't like sunlight. So th these are all very small indications that they are harboring ghosts. And it's that kind of thing where you don't realize that you're in a ghost harboring zone until it's too late and the doors are locked and you're lost. So you lose Giles. Okay. And, and we want to say that it's it's important that you got out there safe and we're glad that you're out and back. I just want to quickly say that last week we did, we did miss you, um, but it was for your safety, for the safety of your loved ones that we kept your identity and your location for that moment completely anonymous. But now we were glad we have you back. Um, and finally, we can continue with our investigations. And that's what's most important. We have to pursue our scientific research because if we don't do it, no one's going to do it for us. Exactly. And, you know, the people that are trying to suppress this information, they're always going to be out there. They're always going to be battling us. But, you know, I'm not going to let that deter me from continuing this work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I recognize the danger in doing so and realize that I could have been lost this last time. But I also know that it's important to leave messages. It's important to leave evidence and to bear witness to everything that is going on. So if I can't continue the work, all of you can. Yes, that's so important. And so from this in independent investigation, we have gleaned that it is true. Giles Marini has some sort of connection. Like he's a sacrificial lamb, like you said. 
to Johnny Depp. So we're going to open up um, this segment, Depp Step. 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 Okay. And there it is. The sirens are ringing for Johnny Depp because just like in Public Enemies, he is uh, toying with people's money, with their livelihoods, and he is a, an outlaw. Okay. Um, a couple of recent things have happened um, since the last Depp Step. The first being that in San Diego Comic Con, he was on the same stage as his ex, Amber Heard. Now, this is who he allegedly abused. She was living with a vampire, so already that's abuse. So we we can we we don't even have to say have to say allegedly anymore. She was abused by him, and the fact that they were so pig-headed, so stupid, so cavalier to let him on stage while she was on stage is outrageous. And you have to know that Johnny, he was behind this one hundred percent. Okay, he was rallying them to make him go on that stage with her. So this is all ha having to do with his evil nature. Okay? He has a cold black heart if he has a heart at all. I mean, he's a manipulator, right? That's what vampires do. He's setting up the situation so he can continue con to control people even if they're not directly under his influence the way that she was in the past. Mm -hmm. So and this is Again, going to to Gilles and how I saw him, you know, the, earlier this week as well. And exactly. the way that you are possessed, possessed by Johnny's influence. Mm -hmm. And and we, we also have, just have to quickly um, input that Johnny was wearing a costume. He was in disguise. And so that might have been part of what th they might have thought that he could have gotten away with it. But frankly, he is such an icon, such a star that no amount of makeup or wigs mm -hmm. is going to change the fact that his face will ring a million bells across everyone's, everyone's mind. They'll see him and they know who he is. You can smell the cologne, the salvage that he, he wears. And so this is about Giles and his relationship with Johnny. Um, obviously, like we said, Johnny has sired many, many vampires, including Jaden Smith. And Giles is kind of a cautionary tale. It, it is a, a tale of somebody who has made a deal with Johnny, only to see that he has made a deal with something much darker, much heavier, and much more evil than he was expecting. And... It all starts with his role, his uncredited role in the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End movie. And this really goes back to, this is something that sadly happens all the time in Hollywood. You know, Giles, Giles is a classic Hollywood story. He starts off his life as a little French boy making little baguettes, as mm -hmm. all the little French boys do. Just a simple Classic. boy who loves his baguettes, you know, and, but then he's a boy that's seduced, you know, he's, he's tired of his little provincial life of just running around the town square, reading books, singing the sheep. And he's wondering, is there more to this? As it goes, he's, he's seduced to become a model 
and to join the ranks of Hollywood and stardom because he's yes. a handsome guy. He's a beautiful boy. And, and that's where it starts. It starts with bread. It starts with baking, the rise of the yeast. Now, the chemical reaction, we can already see him playing with alchemy as a baker. And, and he takes it one more step further, um, letting his picture be taken professionally. We all know um, the age-old mystery idea that possibly it is possible that you could have your soul taken from you from pictures. Mm -hmm. We could say that movies are just a very large collection of pictures over and over again. So already he is kind of dabbling in this lifestyle, and then Hollywood comes knocking, like it always does for the pretty boys. And so we have the beginning story that would be an average story for anybody. This is a, a story told a million times a million different ways, except with Giles. He gets picked up by somebody with much more power, and they saw his vulnerability. Johnny is a predator, and he preyed on Giles. So his career starts off, like you said, as a photography. He's, he's a model. He's, he's doing sexy lingerie kind of stuff, showing his abs, showing his chest, his neck. And this might be where Johnny starts to get his, his hunger from, okay? He sees his neck. He sees his, his powerful veins, and he wants the blood. And so we can say that from there, he starts kind of doing some small bits, TV shows, Ugly Betty, Criminal Minds, you know, The Bold and the Beautiful. I mean, he's doing all kinds of stuff. Being cultivated. Exactly. They're, they're testing him out in, in, in the smaller stages of, you know, like sitcom TV. Okay. And he finally gets his big break. 2007. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. This is big for him. Okay. A lot of people were in this movie. We're talking Johnny. We're talking, what's his name? Jeff, Jeffrey Rush. Or no, this is Orlando Bloom. This is Kira Knightley. Yes. Okay? So we're, we're talking the trio, the holy trinity of the original Pirates of the Caribbean. They're back in this movie. He's playing with all of these people. Okay? And yet, I don't see a credit for him in this IMDb. Well, there's the thing, Gio. It's because, you know, since he's being cultivated, they don't want you to know that he's been in this film. Ah. But here's where they slipped up. In his bio, you'll see. It's right there. It's listed that he's in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End in 2007. He's right there. And this is something that I just put together. <laughs> I want you to see. Okay. This, this is his photo. All right, as credited on IMDb, cowboy guys, hat. Guys, yes, cowboy hat. Silk shirt. Where did we see that last, Geo? Now, this was the man that was following you, and he was in the back of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Exactly. In the first okay. one. Yes. And along and Kira with the, and Kira Orlando. And Orlando. Yes. The original crew. So maybe there's more to this than we even know. Maybe Giles is the man with the cowboy hat. 
that we saw earlier. The man that was following you. And now it turned into you following him. I see how this all turns out. It is the classic cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now he thought he was going to be the cat. And in reality, he's the mouse. And this, this ain't Tom and Jerry. Okay. This is the real life where the mouse gets eaten. And Johnny is a panther. He's not a cat. He's a he's a Black Panther. He should have been Black Panther. He should be in Black Panther too, and and they should kill him and get it over with. Um, but okay, so like like we said, Giles is in his his own words in this movie, and yet they don't show him in the Pirates of the Caribbean, specifically for the reason like you were saying. They're still cultivating him. They're still getting him ready for the big screen. They're, they're working him behind the scenes. And I don't think that he liked that, okay? I think he was in some TV shows. He had some star power. And I think he wanted to flex. But, and this is, this is where our investigation led us to. I believe he had a conversation with a Brian Cranston, the actor. And at the end of the conversation, Brian convinces Giles to go along with this movie uncredited. And, and so there's some context. So there, this is kind of a shift for our, all you listeners out there. Maybe you're new to the show as well. You're, you might think that Brian Cranston, what does he have to do with any of this? Right. Right. So it's something you need to know about Brian Cranston is that he is an expert in non-credited acting work. If you're around in Hollywood and you're trying to like sneak on set to do whatever business you need to do without it being noticed, you go to Brian Cranston first. Absolutely. He'll tell you about everything to do about it. Now, uh, there's a few things. First of all, for the people that were doubting us, please check yourself, okay? You're listening to a professional podcast. We wouldn't sell yourselves with wrong information. So please check yourself. But now, let's let's get into, like you were saying, Brian Cranston is a master of disguise. He's a master of uncredited work. We have a, a litany of things that he has done that, you know, to one over the crowds. Um, one of the most recent meme- memeable moments was when he went to Comic-Con dressed as his iconic character from Breaking Bad, and nobody knew that it was him because he had a mask on. And it mm-hmm. only was until he took the mask off that people realized that they had been posing with the real Walter White all day. Now, this is his uncredited work just for goofs. Right. His career started off with this kind of work. He worked in the Power Rangers TV series doing all kinds of voiceover work. And uh, let's just say that he didn't have his name on any of those episodes. So suddenly, he appears on the scene cultivated, right? And yet, how did he get there? All of the uncredited work that he did up until that point. And so... Exactly. And he's so good at this that they gave him the Academy Award winning role or uh, nominated, sorry, Academy nominated role of uh, Walter Trumbo. 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 And if you don't recognize that name is because it's another person who's famous for being uncredited. Trumbo back in the day was blacklisted from Hollywood. They thought he was a communist. So they wouldn't allow him to work. So he had to write under pseudonyms and in secret. 
And who best to play someone who's works uncredited and in secret of work than Brian Cranston. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the only reason why he got that role and why he performed so well in it is because he lives that day to day. Yes, exactly. And it is all that world experience, all that knowledge under his belt. And he relays this knowledge and gives it to Giles Marini. And now you would think, wow, what a nice guy. Ryan really had um, you know, his eye out and he was helping out Giles. And it's true. Maybe to Ryan, it could have been completely innocent, okay, innocuous. He had no idea what would happen when Giles takes this role. But we believe and we also have seen that Giles blames Brian Cranston for all of this. This is a very contentious point. Giles absolutely blames Brian Cranston for what has happened since 2007, since Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And some of it's good, but what's been happening recently is very bad, and we'll get to that. But he takes this movie, he takes the role, and he doesn't take the credit, but it leads him to his big break. His schlong show, the Sex and the City movie, comes out the next year, and he is dick deep in money and fame. And where did he come from? Everyone wanted to know. Where did he come from? Well, the story is a little more complicated than people like to talk about. And we're going to tell you the truth here. I'm guessing at some point on set, Johnny took him onto his, his trailer or onto his little houseboat, his pirate ship, mm -hmm. and he offered him a deal. A deal that he offered Orlando, he offered Kira, and hopefully they didn't take it. But it appears that Giles took the deal. Something for something. Quid pro quo. Fame for subservience. And he took the deal. And he got fame. And it might have been like 10 years of, of good luck. And now he is paying for it with much more than he thought he ever even owned, okay? So th we have to talk about first his meteoric rise into stardom. We have to show that, yes, if you make a deal with a demon, it could be good for you in the short term, but in the long term, it will, it will cost you dearly. And, and this, is, this is what we have to talk about. So Giles Marini... Goes dick down, Sex in the City, 2008. And his name is Dante. So they I mean, call they, him by the name of Dante in this movie. And they make a joke of it as well. It's known. It's nothing's hidden about this. You know, Samantha, Kim Cattrall, says in the film, I must be in hell because I'm with Dante. Oh, my and God. And it doesn't get more clear than that. I mean, they, they literally went to hell to film this scene. And, and, and there that, you go. Dante, just like Dante's Inferno, they, ma they make a funny joke that he's in hell. And, okay, also, we didn't even talk about his birthday. Real quick. His birthday is January 26th, 1976. Oh, my his gosh. Height, six foot. 
that's too many sixes for me. I mean, I I don't know what to say other than number guys, um, write this down because there are going to be some some numbers that you're going to want to crunch at the end of this. So, like like we said, he was a French um, patriot, but he is now an expatriate. He lives in California now. And suddenly, he's in Hollywood. He's working the the movies, dirty, sexy money, the bull. You know, he, he he's doing all kinds of stuff. He was in Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is a worldwide phenomenon, a household name. And it's all because of his small role that he did with Johnny. But at some point, you have to pay the toll. And so now we have what, what is happening with him now, currently. He has been traveling. He's in San Francisco. He's, he's in California fighting as hard as he can because he is losing his home. You start following him. Follow him on his Twitter. Um, a couple days ago, this is the 25th of July. I'm, I'm going to read his tweet. This is my afternoon so far. Our dog is having spasm due to a terminal disease. Our cabin home is about to be ravaged by the Idlewild fire. And unlucky me, I have so much memories from my childhood there. And of course, my old Chevy pickup that my wife bought me. Hashtag, I need a miracle. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's that's the entire American dream right there. You know, he's got his dog, his cabin home, his Chevy truck. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he... <clears throat> excuse me, but I mean, like, this is just so intense. Mm-hmm. A lot to swallow. A lot to swallow that this is now suddenly being taken away from him. Johnny giveth, Johnny taketh away. Exactly. And... Now I want to show you guys, I I will post this on our Twitter, I'll post this on our Instagram, because this is something that is, it might be a little little not safe for work, it's scary. Okay, I want you to remember what he was famous for, for Dante, his role as Dante. Um, This is his Facebook, okay? This is his Facebook, Uh, he posted a photo, it is a photo of the fire. Uh, I'll read to you parts of, of what he's saying. Um, so the person that set this fire, he's saying that he is nothing else than a murderer. I don't care what people think. Things must change. If you think and prepare for something like this and carry it out, then you are crazy to me. You are simply a monster that has no place in our society. Sorry, but this is beyond my comprehension. Hashtag. Cranston fire. Hashtag wow. heartbroken. Okay, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna show you Rob the photo. Um, and as you can clearly see, it is of this fire, and it is in the shape of a dragon's face. You can see that, can't you? It's exactly that. I mean, this people, the evidence is out there. Go to Facebook right now. Um, you know, you know, this, this is some reputable source because this directly from, this is a first person source. Giles direct official. You see it in the middle, there's the eye and it branches it out to, to a nose. 
Mm-hmm. Teeth underneath. Sharp teeth. The ear. Um, you see the mouth opening, and it, it's going to close, going to chop down. And he's blaming Brian Cranston right there. He calls him out. Cranston, fire. So who started the fire? Johnny may have started it, but Giles is going to blame Brian Cranston. Why? I think I know why. I think it's 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 a very simple simple answer. He's afraid of Johnny. And so you're going to go after someone who's a little a little easier to take down. So you're going to go after Brian. And I think this is a bad mistake because mm-hmm. Brian was just trying to be his friend. Brian was just trying to give him good advice. And he he, he may have I mean, led him down the wrong path, but he he was had good intentions. I mean, even if you take down Brian and if he has any sort of flame, you know, I don't think he's 100% innocent in this either. I think he needs to take some responsibility for for his actions, even if they're not credited, especially so. He, you know, you can't get away with anything just because your name isn't on it. Um, but even so, if you take down Brian, that does not take care of the root problem which is Johnny, who's causing this all, who's turned metaphorical dragons into physical dragons. A real dragon. They're real dragons in Southern California right now. Not just Imagine Dragons, the band. Real Mm -hmm. dragons that Johnny Depp has conjured out of fire. Fire dragons. And Giles seems to be so afraid of Johnny that he's not even going to blame him. And so we have to call him out. We have to be mm-hmm. the ones to call him out. So that's going to be the end of our depth step. Uh, we just want to say that it's, it is unacceptable that we let this kind of abuse happen by Johnny Depp every single time he's in the public stage. He's doing this. He's doing it intentionally. He is ruining people's lives, and we are letting him do it. And so I'm, I'm going to say that it's time to boycott. It's time to say goodbye to Mr. Depp, I hope that the rest of our Depp steps are us reporting that he is behind bars somewhere in a, a paranormal free zone where there's holy water on tap, hopefully, and garlic everywhere because he's a vampire. So that's the end of Depp Step. So movies, guys, there are a lot of movies that came out in, in this summer so far. None have been more dangerous and more damaging to the public. I don't want to say mentality, but let's just say like the public lexicon. People have been talking more and more about Transylvania. The mm-hmm. word Transylvania has been said ad nauseum because of this movie. Um, but luckily we can say that we thought that it would be number one for the entire summer, and that is just not the case. Um, we're talking about Hotel Transylvania 3. It is actually dropped down to number four for this box office week. Um, it is not doing actually that well. It, it's only grossed $119 million, which I know it sounds like a lot, but really it's not that much compared I mean, to other other franchises. And you look at its budget, it was $80 million to make, and you have to double that to account for it's the ghost accounting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to pay double for all the ghosts that are involved in the production. So this is a money loser, at least in terms of our mortal world. Um, we need to get back. You know, the numbers are harder to find. Uh, but 
in front of the ghost audiences, I've heard this has made a killing. And again, like as we said before, it doesn't matter if we see it or not, because this film is made for different audiences uh, where they're actually picking up all their money. Absolutely. And but they didn't pull it off for some reason. Hotel Transylvania just didn't successfully hit their mark the way that the first two did. And they're knocked down to number four. And sitting at number one is Mission Impossible Fallout. Now, it's very interesting, okay, because this movie doesn't have a number like Hotel Transylvania 3 or The Equalizer 2 or Incredibles 2 or Ocean's 8. This one, for some reason, doesn't have a number. And... I had to wonder why. Why why doesn't it have a number? Why don't we know which which one this is out of the the numbers of the franchise? How do we know? Well, you have to look at to the numerology and what they're trying to hide here. It's Geo. I mean, I'm a little surprised. You, we've watched every single Mission Impossible together, and we've sat through five movies together prior to this one. Of this course. is Mission Impossible Six. Wow. And that's the reason, and that's what, what I wanted to point out. I, w- I was playing a fool for, this, for the sake of showing you guys that this is number six. Guys, the fact that they're hiding it is just all the more reason to be aware that this is six. So, Mission Impossible, number six, is number one. The Weekend Gross is 61 million dollars mm-hmm. wow so let's just quickly remember who is at the head at the helm of this franchise who does who does these movies um let's talk about mr tom cruise or maybe his his real name uh what? you know a lot, like we said, people deal an alias in this uh, community all the time to hide their true selves. This the man's true name, and as you should refer to him, is Thomas Cruz Mapather the Fourth. So this is like an Alexander Ray Baldwin the Third, mm-hmm. except he Precisely. is even more regal. Now you say that one more time, but uh, don't say it a third time. Just one more, please. What's his name? Thomas Cruz Mapather the fourth. Wow. So there we have it. That is so Tom Cruise is not his real name. We've been lied to since the mm-hmm. 80s. Thomas Cruz Mapather the the fourth. Uh, that's it's crazy to even say it. Um, has been in 46 movies to, to date which is a lot of movies to be an actor in. It's significant because of the six. Um, let's, let's look at him a little bit closer. He was born July 3rd, 1962. So 1962. And here we have 46 movies that he's been in. And Mission Impossible 6. Mission Impossible Six. Three sixes just happen to be lining up all of a sudden. Interesting. A, a man with a different name who is in the sixth franchise movie. His the most famous year movie, of his life. Top Gun, was made in 1986. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
And the fact that he's making a sequel in 2019, uh, uh, 9 is basically a 6 upside down. Okay, Top Gun Maverick is coming out. So we have all of these different small little numbers that are just kind of poking at us. 6, 6, 6, all, all over. And it's all coming from his career. And it's a long, storied career. So we have to kind of question this guy, his motives, his intentions. And really, to see 46 movies, it's going to be a lot. This is going to be a deep dive that we're going to have to look into. <clears throat> Frankly, I don't think we have much that we can come off it right now. But what, what I can say is that this man, Tom Cruise, isn't anything what we think he is. He, he is completely alien to us. He may be a new, a new gender, a new species of person. He's sensitive. He's deeply religious. So we, we just have to really be careful with this man. And, and he's going to be in, uh, in more movies. Let's just hope that he doesn't stop at 66. That's truly, that's, if he does 20 more movies, he will be at 66. Which he could do. It's totally possible. He might do it within the next few years. So we'll keep an eye out for that one. Uh, whatever that movie is, don't see it. Uh, it's going to probably be a portal straight to hell. Exactly. Um, wait, hold on. I lost you. Joe? Shit. Okay, hold on. I, damn it. I appear to be bugging out. Yep. Crap. This is Oprah again. Hold on. I think they're trying to separate us right now, Gio. If anyone can hear me out there, please stay strong. This is further evidence of Tom Cruise's powers, Johnny Depp's powers. We're on to some radioactive stuff here. So we're going to be back to everybody soon. We're going to get these technical glitches figured out. Uh, we will not let this keep us down. We're going to keep powering out there. We hope that you stay out there and do everything that you can do to make this happen. We're in this together, everybody. Uh, we're going to be back next week. I'm back, baby. Than ever. I can we're, hear here you. we are. Here we are. See, I'm back, hack, baby. As I was just saying before, the, the mm. hacks are going to keep on coming. They're not going to stop. They're probably going to get more intense the further we go along. But you know what? Just like that, we're back. You know, we're, we're fighting back the hack. So, Luckily, I called my friend Marco Rubio. He, uh, he owes us... A couple favors. Uh, we did some lobbying for him, and so he was able to get the hackers um, in South Korea to stop what they were doing. I know that Tom Cruise farms a lot from South Korea, and so we have to be mm. very careful what, what we say now, because obviously uh, Thomas is is hot on our trails. Like I said, we're just starting this investigation, so there's no telling when exactly we're going to be through, uh, or we'll have any information as to what we're even going to know about this man. But just safe to say that um, we got to be careful because we are walking on hot coals right now. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything else, um, I think we can save this for next week because, like I said, well, yeah, we just got hacked. And I, I, I might have to clear some Trojan horses out of my computer because uh, I could definitely feel like there's some lag happening right now. Yeah, I need to get like a, a burner phone or something like that. I suggest all you that are listening after this episode, just check your systems. We don't, we're not 100% sure 
We exactly. want to keep the show show safe. Uh, so please report anything, you know, any any part of a good data security is just a wide net. Uh, as we always say, this show is audio sage and is clean, but, you know, we need to make sure that integrity stays up. So please report anything fishy that happens and we'll fix it That's right true. away. That's true. Um, we are ghost free, but sadly, nobody is hacker free. And so... Um, we, we cannot help the influence of man in, in, in our, our machines. And so we just have to be very wary of that and, and be aware that there are people out there that wish to do us harm and not just ghosts. So until then, until next time, uh, stay safe, guys. Be careful and uh, stay in the scene. Keep those eyes on the screen. On the screen. Uh, you know, watch out. Be aware of what's going. Wear your glasses. Listen to this podcast. Follow us on all of our social platforms mm -hmm. just stay up to date stay extreme give us Be those safe, five, yeah. five stars review us like us subscribe to us and of course listen to us because our opinions matter more than anybody else's in this regard in this field we are the most professional the most scientific it doesn't get any better than the information that we're putting out so heed our words and of course we will see you next time Take care.